0: The Black Eye. I'm your host, Michelle. How are you doing today? It's a great day to be outside and enjoying this weather. Exercise and good health is the way to beat all infections. Keeps your mind healthy, keeps your body healthy. Anyhow, I'd like to jump into what I've entitled today the, um, the fight back. I just got online and was made aware of by a fellow YouTuber, I don't YouTube, I am a podcaster, but um, made aware of this very stunning update on the New York City vaccination passport law enacted by the illustrious Bill de Blasio counting the days until his man- mayorship is over but until then they are enacting these policies but the good things that you need to understand is that there are people out there who are not rolling over and taking these things these laws and these mandates lightly and today just today at 12 24 pm Staten Island businesses filed lawsuit over New York City's vaccine mandate for indoor dining, fitness, and entertainment. That is very good news. This um, comes from Salive.com. And it goes on to read. Staten Island, New York, of course, A group of Staten Island businesses filed a lawsuit in state Supreme Court late Tuesday against New York City's executive order signed by Mayor Bill de Blasio that requires vaccination for indoor entertainment, recreation, dining, and fitness. The suit, bought in part by a set of proprietors, mostly located in Staten Island and Brooklyn, dubbed the Independent Restaurant Owners Association Rescue, caused the latest mandate, quote, Arbitrary, irrational, unscientific, and unlawful, end quote. Hey! The litigation argues the mandate will severely impact plaintiff petitioners' business, life savings, and livelihood, and seeks a permanent injunction against the order. Again, if you have listened to me before, and you heard what I was, you know, uh, talking about New York and how businesses are struggling uh, after a year and a half of being arbitrarily jerked around by Andrew Cuomo and Bill de Blasio, uh, they're at a the point in their time where they, they're building outdoor structures to accommodate people they cannot serve indoors. You know, they're trying to find a way around this this arbitrary mandate because, at this point this is their busy time this is the time when they get to make money they really don't want the restaurants of course the restaurants the gyms and and the theaters and all, they really don't want to discriminate and that's what this is a true discrimination against people who are vaccine vaccinated and unvaccinated especially when you still have to wear a mask indoors anyways it doesn't make sense It makes no sense at all. So finally, these people, these group of restaurant owners, got together and filed a lawsuit uh, against the law or this mandate, this uh, executive order, so to speak, to uh, stop this, put an injunction to it. And yeah, it would impact them because now you have to sit there and hire you really do have to hire an extra person just to stand at the door and, and require two forms of ID. Remember, it's not just the vaccine passport that you have to to, uh, to show. You have to also show a photo ID of yourself. You have two uh, modes of ID that you have to show in order to go inside of a restaurant and dine. These people who have been suffering for over a year and a half, Struggling to make ends meet are now forced to police, vaccine, or, or discriminate, even though the law says you can't really do that, but to discriminate against the law uh, of the vaccine, vaccinated, and the unvaccinated. It's just absurd. It's absurd. Anyways, and there is no science me, to prove that the vaccination is going to work. They want us to believe, and I'm going to go on and finish the article after this, but they want us to believe that, the, you know, the vaccination breakthroughs, these, these infection breakthroughs of vaccinated people are rare, but they're not as rare as they're trying to lead us to believe because constantly and seemingly pretty regularly, people who are fully vaccinated pop up Being tested, which is very weird, I'd like to talk about why you're testing vaccinated people, especially in light of the fact, following the science, that the vaccines work. But you're testing vaccinated people, and they are constantly and consistently testing positive for COVID-19. Not a vast majority of of them, because a vast majority of people are not going to get tested for uh, COVID-19, believing like the rest of us will be believing that once you're vaccinated you're okay. You're pretty good. You're st- you're solid. You are not going to get a severe infection and you're not going to the hospital and you're not going to die. Those are important things to remember when you are getting vaccinated. And important, important things that they sh- they they pounded in your head the scientists and all the big mainstream media pounded in your head. And still As of today, they are scheduling on September 20th or whatever, next month sometime, that you're going to need a booster shot. Because after they told you that the Delta variant, that the vaccines were strong and solid against the Delta variant, it finds out, they find out later that the effectiveness of the Delta variant, of the vaccines wanes. They wait after eight months. So that's why some people are are being tested for COVID-19 and testing positive. But let me go on. The litigation argues the mandate would severely impact plaintiff petitioners' business, like saving a livelihood and seeks permanent injunction against order. The executive order, which went into effect August 16, requires all patrons and employees at indoor bars, restaurants, movie theaters, performance centers, gyms, and other indoor entertainment venues to show proof of receiving at least one dose of the coronavirus virus COVID-19 vaccine in order to enter. So that's it. And they have a quote from Melia Takis. Both, we are eager to once again take on this fight against government overreach, says Attorney Mark Fuente and Lou Galarmino, who are representing the businesses in a written statement. Quote, we were asked to get involved by Vito Facella and have had strong support from Representative Nicole Miliotakis. Oh, That's a name. They go on to say, together we will push back on behalf of the people of Staten Island and the businesses we all care so deeply about. We seek to stop these mandates dead in their tracks. The litigation contends that unlike previous executive orders created during the COVID-19 pandemic, there is not an option for people to provide a negative test result or wear a mask in lieu of a vaccination, along with no accommodations for individuals who cannot get the vaccine or those who have had a previous infection. I said this. I, I didn't talk much about the previous infection thing because I just found out recently that it, that is actually uh, scientific. They don't talk about this very much in America, but um, in Paris, they also implemented a vaccine passport. In addition, you can, you you. It's not just the passport that you have to present. You can have a test that is negative. Uh, COVID-19 has been tested and the test is negative. You can have uh, antibody. means you had COVID and you recovered from COVID. So the antibodies work. And those are also uh, protections in their minds uh, to help the people get out into society and enjoy whatever. Because obviously, if you don't have COVID and you had a test, uh, you've been tested for COVID. You don't have COVID. You can't give COVID to anybody. You're not carrying COVID. So, this right here, this particular litigation, litigation, oh, you know, I'm happy to hear that somebody has questions like I have questions about the results of having the antibodies and you know having the immunity to withstand COVID-19 plus its variant. And if you have a negative test result, by God, New York is making you take, what, tests twice a week? Is that is that accurate? I'm not certain. I should look that up. But they're making you take a regular test. So I'm pretty certain that you have a test within that week that shows you are definitely not uh, COVID-19 positive, which you know wouldn't allow you to go into a restaurant or travel around anyways you would have to be um, quarantined so you know though that was a thing why it had to be only vaccine mandates while the centers of Disease Control and Prevention the CDD explains, Quote, evidence indicates that antibody development following infection likely confers some degree of immunity from subsequent infection for at least six months. The agency adds, it is not known to what extent emerging viral variants may impact immunity from subsequent infection. The court documents raised statistics from Governor Andrew Cuomo's office late last year that showed the majority of coronavirus transmissions at the time, around 74%, occurred at home and social distancing and masking measures are unlikely to be followed. Meanwhile, certain establishments are targeted by the order while others are left out, the suit says, noting that grocery stores, pharmacies, hair salons, churches, and other facilities do not fall under the jurisdiction of the mandate, which is very interesting. And studies which indicate both vaccinated and unvaccinated people could contract the Delta variant further illustrate the arbitrariness of the executive order, the lawsuit says. And then it goes on to tell you, a federal study in Massachusetts found an outbreak of the Delta variant was predominantly among vaccinated people. That's right. Remember that report? They were fully vaccinated. Fully. Completely vaccinated. Not one dose but most of them had two doses, so they were completely and thoroughly vaccinated, suggesting that those who received the vaccine still could carry a high enough viral load to transmit the virus. No deaths were reported in the study, and vaccines currently granted emergency use authorization by the Food and Drug Administration remain, and this is their word, highly effective in preventing severe disease and death according to multiple studies and health experts. Again, the highly virulent, or virulent Delta variant now makes up the majority of coronavirus cases in the United States and local hospitals said that the vast majority of patients are unvaccinated. Yeah, they like to, to spin that narrative. I'm not arguing it, I just have my feelings about it. And uh, they are going on about Uh oh! Wait, what did De Blasio have to say about this? I'm gonna go on and read a little bit, but pretty much what I've been saying: the unvaccinated and the vaccinated both care. You know, they both can get contract the the Delta variant. In fact, I was just reading a story the other day that uh, a fully vaccinated person working side alongside a non vaccinated person contracted COVID-19. The vaccinated person contracted COVID-19. But the non-vaccinated person or the unvaccinated person was perfectly healthy and tested negative for COVID-19. So obviously, the unvaccinated person did not give COVID-19 to the vaccinated person and certainly wasn't responsible for the COVID, The previous person's um, the vaccinated person's, um, uh, you know, illness, if if it's said to be an illness. So, it goes on to read this. While the government is fully empowered to take emergency action against life-threatening dangers, it is a bedrock law in this country that constitutional rights and prohibitions do not change in an emergency, reads the lawsuit. Two weeks ago, a group of Staten Island officials, including Malatocopas, I, pronoun- I butchered her name, I apologize, Vassala, S- State Senator Andrew Lanza, and Assemblyman Mike Michael Riley, Assemblyman Michael Tanorosis, and City Councilman, Joe Borelli rallied in support of the lawsuit. In addition to I Roar, Staten Island personal trainer Evolve 33, Staten Island Judo Jiu Jitsu in Anna Dale, DeLuca's Italian restaurant in Tottenville, Project Visual Inc. in Suffolk, New York, Man's E in, in Rocco's Brooklyn Bakery, and so on and so forth, there's a whole list of businesses here. <coughs> Pardon me. During a press conference Wednesday, de Blasio said his office has, quote, tremendous confidence we are in a very strong legal position regarding the mandate. Here we go. We're in a global pandemic. Still, the decisions that have been taken have been taken with the leadership of our health officials who have been fighting this battle from the beginning, said de Blasio, adding, It's about public health and safety. Quote, we must get more people vaccinated and strategically focus on ways to get more people vaccinated, which he's not doing. I mean, I think he was paying like $100 for people to get vaccinated or something like that. But let's go on. Focusing on the ways to get more people vaccinated, particularly focused on young people where there's been a real gap as we can stop the spread of the Delta variant in is mission critical, said de Blasio. So here we are. Like, de Blasio is not fooling anybody because really he is aiming to be governor of New York. He thinks by taking this leadership position and you know he has well intentions because you know the road to hell is always paved with good intentions, but you know they don't see that. That um, you know by taking this leadership role, and and putting his foot down and taking responsibility for for the city of New York, this is going to put him squarely in a position to be mayor. And if the gods are good, that will not happen. Please, God. I call on all the adversaries of Andrew Cuomo. Stop this fool. But I digress. (laughs) Anyhow, this is about the mandate. The courts are probably not going to uh, acknowledge this, you know, because you got that little drumbeat in the public health, you know, it's for the public safety. For the public health. Even though, and they're not telling you this, when you go into these restaurants and you go into the theater, you are still required to wear a mask. You're still required to wear a mask. Did you know that? Right. You have to wear a mask inside. The CDC suggests it, actually. And if you are fully vaccinated and you're in a crowded area, that you should wear a mask. So if you go into a restaurant and you go into a concert and you're going into a theater, you still have to wear a mask even though you are fully vaccinated excuse me even though i beat this drum before i know people get tired of hearing me beat this drum but you know it's always the liberals who sit there and when the police unlawfully search you and they say well i'm not a criminal and i have nothing to hide so they they give away the rights of other people and it's the same liberals who are sitting here in office with this authoritarianism and saying, well, I'm taking authority uh, because it's my responsibility to implement any kind of coercion for the public health. And as I quoted before, the road to hell, you know, was paved with good intentions. Everybody had good intentions in the beginning, you know. Hitler started out by wanting to get uh, Germany out of debt and and under the burden of the the World War I. And the people went along with it because they were tired of being saddled with these burdens and living a poor life. You know, the the, the apple was a beautiful apple. It had great promise for Adam and Eve. You will know the, the good and evil. It was beautiful, it was red. It was delicious, it was sweet. They had no intentions of being evil, or what is it, the Pandora's box opening to what is now the world, the good and the evil. I'm li- I can tell you stories about how I had good intentions about things and that shit didn't come out to nothing because it had nothing to do with what was reality. And because I am not omnipotent and I could not see all the consequences and the unintended consequences of my actions, well, they weren't so good after all. People will not entirely thank you for this authoritarianism. They won't thank you for that, necessarily. But anyways, I just wanted to give an update, and I'm happy to support people who are fighting the good fight. Remains to be seen whether we win. I, I consider any fight against authoritarianism my fight as well, and, you know, I tend to <laughs> ride along. But uh, it, it remains to be seen if the restaurant associations win here. Probably not. But at least they didn't roll quietly into that good night. If you've been with me this far, thank you. I'll be right back. You are listening to the Black Eye Podcast. Hello and welcome to the second of my podcast. I am your host Michelle and welcome to The Black Eye. Um I came across an article today. I, let me let me backtrack a little bit. I was in a discussion with my husband and we were talking about as usual the working conditions of uh, the American workers and how people for a long time have been pretty much fed up with the service industry. And uh, I made a comparison to my mom who cleaned houses for a living. And, uh, you know, she she cleaned houses, $35 a day, uh, seven days a week. Sometimes she cleaned two houses, but the houses were pretty big. Big as the house I live now, in now, and bigger. And I was, talking to her about i was talking to my husband about that and i said you know when i got older i saw my mom's life and although she felt good about making her own money and being able to buy what she wanted to buy with her own money i didn't want to clean people's houses and so every generation changes and they grow and they evolve and they don't want to be what their parents are and i find that very interesting because a great deal of the the pundits who are older people and from the previous generation find it very odd that young people don't want to spend 40 hours 50 hours or 60 hours a week in the office working for somebody and you know giving their lives to the company only to find that the company has not been one-tenth loyal to the to the employee as the employee had been given 90, 100, and 110% to the company. And so, in the spirit of that discussion, I came across an article on Business Insider with uh, Elon Musk, uh, who was discussing something that conservatives and uh, politicians are kind of wrestling with today. And the wrestle is with basic in- income, universal basic income. And why would people need universal basic income is because the old guard, the people who stand guard, they're 80, they're 90, they're 70 and, and older, who are standing guard, keeping guard against the, for these old jobs that people are no longer interested in doing, uh, want to exact exactly do that, keep guard for these jobs. And I jokingly said with my husband, it's time now to hire robots to do the job that McDonald's workers are doing now or who are sick of doing the jobs. So again, like I said, I come across the article and the article reads, Elon Musk says we need universal basic income because in the future, physical work will be a choice. Yep, he said it. Now, I am in no way, I'm sure you know that by now, on any kind of level with Elon Musk. But I was simply looking at the the trends on some of the, work, the work, working trends and how, you know, people, the narrative about working people were, A, that the reason why they didn't want to return to work is because of the cushy benefits, which I find laughable because they're not that cushy, but especially in some states. But, um, you know, this is what's keeping people home. And also, when the benefits were completely cut off, people were in a rush to return to these hospitality jobs. And, you know, not to mention, there's a mass quitting and resigning that's going on. I just read an article the other day, and I didn't post it online because I was, part of a bigger story, and the bigger story was something else, Afghanistan, of course. But the entire store uh in Burger King, Burger King, somewhere, in I, I forgot the state, they quit. The, the entire store, the whole staff in the store, in the Burger King store, quit, and they left a sign in the window saying that they were done, they were finished, they don't want to do this anymore. And um, I think I, I did a podcast about how people were quitting in droves. Like they they would go back to work and they would rage quit. They just were done with going back to this work this these jobs, these service industry jobs and how these serv- these quittings because I, I know some people argue that these people are quitting because of the benefits. Let me be clear, all across the fifty states, if you quit your job, you do not qualify for Any benefits, none, zero, zip, nada. So they were quitting. There is something deeper going on here uh, amongst the service industry uh, employers or employees. And I wanted to read this article and share it with you because it seems that it's one of those quiet trends that people tend to ignore and put on the back burner because it's an Elon Musk thing. And he said something, and it's kind of vague. And but to me, I think that's very important because I'm, I'm looking and I'm thinking that maybe <laughs> the only thing people can do is own a robot and then rent the robot out to work for the various companies, and uh, that's how people would make money by renting their robot. You have to be able to finance your robot and and rent your robot out to companies, and this is how you would 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 make a living so anyhow i hope i'm not talking too much nonsense but here we go and so from the business insider it was earlier today and i just wanted to read it to you and put in my two cents if it's not too incoherent tesla ceo elon musk is stepping is stepping behind the universal basic income movement because of the potential rise of robots in fact he's working on one himself During a Thursday presentation on artificial intelligence, AI, hosted by Tesla, Musk said he is working on creating a Tesla bot or a robot that would do dangerous, repetitive, and boring tasks so humans don't have to. But Musk recognized that the creation of this robot might take the place of jobs that people are currently getting paid for. Which is why, he said, a guaranteed income will likely be necessary in the future. I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that because if robots are doing basic jobs, what are humans going to do? And I, my husband and I had a whole big discussion about that. But Essentially, in the future, physical work will be a choice, Musk said during the presentation. This is why I think long term, there will be a need for to be a universal basic income, he added. Musk, Musk, oh my god, Musk said that the robot will be friendly, standing at a height of 5'8", and reaching speeds of up to five miles per hour. But if its creation goes to plan, it will take many people's jobs. I don't think too many people who hate their jobs would have a problem with it. While Musk's robot has not yet taken over, Businesses across the country have turned to automation rather than paying humans for work. For example, Insider previously reported that restaurants struggling to hire workers for months. They have turned to QR codes where diners can view menus rather than having a waiter bring them one. In addition, Cracker Barrel rolled out a mobile app that lets customers pay for meals McDonald's started testing automated drive-thru ordering at 10 Chicago locations and Dave and Buster's plans to expand its contactless ordering, effectively getting rid of many restaurant jobs humans once did. Well, in this experience, I think we went to, I forgot the, the name of the chicken wing place, my husband and I went out to lunch and it was a chicken wing place. And it was very odd because we had a waitress, we had a, a human being, a waitress, but she didn't come and pick up the check. We had to pay the check via the internet. I had to like go in my email or whatever, pay the check and tip her accordingly, and then the receipt would come up online. I only saw her once and she only came out to well twice. She took our order and then she 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 left the check. That was the only way to I don't even think she left the check, actually. She didn't. She didn't leave a check. It came up online. She sent us the check via email. That's what happened. That's what she asked for. Yeah, she asked for my email address. And she sent the check via email. And that's how we got our check. We paid our check, tipped her, and we were able to leave the restaurant. And she was able to cover this large um space, this large um I forgot what they call it. I haven't waitressed in a long time, but this large area just by Coming in, taking the order, delivering the order, and not bothering to come and deliver checks all over the place—it was very, it was very kind of surreal and very futuristic. So, if this trend continues, it's likely that universal basic income will be a larger part of the conversation. Some critic some excuse me, some cities have already started testing a pilot out-pilot universal basic income programs for targeted programs of residents, and California recently launched the nation's largest statewide universal basic income program, prioritized for pregnant people and those aging out of the forced system. Well, I think this is partly what the pandemic did, you know, it tested, it, it put its little toe in the water for Basic universal income because I believe, and this is you know purely spectra- speculation, it's purely an idea coming out of my head. Nothing based, well, I'm looking at trends and I'm thinking, you know, if people don't go back to work on these service jobs, they're going to have to hire robots. This is what where it's going. Um, there is definitely a tide turning for these service jobs, and people are getting sick of them. And now that there are alternatives uh, for people to work at home, etc., people are pursuing those opportunities. But um, yeah, so I think they're testing those waters. There's going to be universal income, especially in light of, I read an article, and I don't know how this relates, but it irked me just to say. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos were in competition to win a government bid to build some kind of lab on some kind of planet in outer space. Elon Musk won the the bid and Bezos who felt that he should have won the bid got angry and sued the Senate for 2.9 billion dollars because he felt he should have won. And I believe he was granted that $2.9 billion. I'm not certain, but I was under the impression that they gave him the $2.9 billion to also build a Starbase. So, with that kind of information floating around, uh, people's total distrust and distaste for billionaires who are um, making in the billions, and people, you know, the protestations, and then, the picketing for better pay and better work conditions. I believe, I believe the trend, looking at the way things are, may be turning in into tides of robotics for basic jobs. They don't have to pay robotics, they don't have sick time, they don't have to, um, you know, they don't have to give them vacation pay. They don't, they, you know, it, it's a robot. And that's one thing that humans can't be. They can't be robots. So, I believe that's what this, some of this pandemic was an opportunity to test out uh, basic income. What would work to make people, to you know, to give us a basic, a universal basic income. Going on to read, After the pandemic spurred Congress to approve three stimulus checks for Americans, some Democrats called to continue those checks well beyond the end of the pandemic. And in late March, amid infrastructure negotiations, 21 Democratic senators urged President Joe Biden in a letter to include recurring direct payments in his infrastructure plan, saying that when checks ran out after the CARES Act, poverty rose, that's true. Even with the concern that rising automation will take people's jobs though, economic economics echo lord! I can't I can't speak today. economics writer Noah Smith wrote in a June 13th blog post that it could optimize job growth given that people who were taking orders and busing tables could develop more valuable skills. And I believe that to be true. I've you know, I believe that to be true. I mean, during the pandemic, you see that people were reevaluating their lives. I've said this before. I know I'm repeating myself, but that's what they're doing. They're reevaluating their lives. They want to do more meaningful work. They want to make better. They want better conditions. Uh, They want more appreciation. Now that the technology is here, we there is more. There are more opportunities to. work alternatively you don't have to be in the office uh, five days a week Uh, you don't have to you know you, you know they're realizing that some of this is a scam you know some people are realizing this and they want to go on to greener pastures if you're going to work hard then you want to work better for better pay and pull your family out of poverty and they had a taste of that Last year, they had a taste of what it's like not to have to struggle, not to have to worry, not to have to, uh, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul and realize that you rob Peter. Peter ain't, don't have enough money to cover Paul, and then there's a whole disaster ensuing in your home life, and you got to keep it together to get to work the next day. So, if we're looking at the future, which a lot of the old guard and Americans don't want to do in the future. You know, the future is knocking at our doors. It is knocking at our doors, and more and more, I can see automation taking over basic jobs and people evolving into better work skills. Where these jobs are no longer a part. You know, you can work these jobs if you choose to. You know, uh, but you there they won't be in an in, in availability, be, uh, oh my God, what is wrong with my tongue today? Availability in the manner that they were in the past. And maybe, just maybe, politicians, big business, and even us have to wake up to that fact. Anyways, thank you for listening. we be right back.